do we have any funny stories? Just like, cause it's of about storytelling. Yeah. Stories. That's a little meta. <laughs> oh my God. This one time I was telling a story. <laughs> Ouch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bullinge. <laughs> The bulge. The bulge vegetable. The bulge. Vegetable. Welcome to the bulge. Battle of. Battle of. Yeah, thank you. I was like, do you want to take it like into dirty places? Um, all right, let's try this again. Take two. Um, <clears throat> hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bull and the Badger podcast. I'm all about the enunciation today. Um, <laughs> It's been a while, everybody, uh, but we're glad to be back. We're uh, in the driver's seat. It's a Prius. I've decided <laughs> this. We're all we're gonna be fuel efficient. My sister says that everyone, all Prius drivers, drive really slow. This is because they're like, how can I maximize my gas? I'm not that person. I'm probably getting the least miles per gallon. Why? Because I, I just drive in LA, man, and I'm <laughs> aggressive, and I'm like, get out of my way, and I'm all trying to like. Who's a super aggressive this- Prius behind me? <laughs> I know. But the, the other thing, the other reason why it's like bad is because they're busy looking at how much gas they're saving that they're not looking at the road. You know, like yeah, yeah, completely. Is that, roll your is eyes. that why? Is that the psychology I just, behind Prius I don't know. drivers? I don't know. They're also really into themselves. They're like, look at me. I'm helping the environment and I'm like, your battery is not the, did you know that to yeah. like actually? Yeah. To dr- you have to drive it for like three times your lifetime for it to actually be fuel efficient or something like that or to make any kind of, wait, I didn't know that. Okay. So <laughs> today we want to do, uh, we want to talk about, well, it's the beginning of our third season. We should mention that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slight fanfare. <laughs> Just for us, just, just our two fans are like, woo! I know. Woo, woo. I almost, I almost named them because we know exactly who they are. Barrett, I know Stop. you're out there. You're gonna, you know, this is gonna turn into an April. Remove this, and I have to make a note of it. No, I think Barrett, Barrett knows, and we know Barrett, and we appreciate his feedback. We appreciate all your feedback, in fact. And if you ever want to just reach out um, through the Facebook or on our email. We're at the bull and the badger at gmail.com or just find us on our Facebook and we want your questions. Give us your questions. Give us all your things. Um, your thoughts, your re- reflections. Yeah. What you think we should talk about. Yeah. We want to, we want to know what restaurants we should try. I know. I love food recommendations. <laughs> Maybe I'll review a restaurant one day. <laughs> I'm just going to take over the podcast and start reviewing food. <laughs> Today we have Trader Joe's <laughs> strawberries in front of us, and uh, anyway. Um, <clears throat> so what are we talking about today, Vanessa? So today, um, I just want to talk about storytelling and how can it, how it can be maybe um, an interesting and different mode for therapy. But in general, like we're such a narrative-based world, I think there's a lot of 
dialogue around that. And it's, it's strange because I think I came into filmmaking at a time when everyone was like storytelling storytelling and it was like such a sexy word and i was like what when did it become like this thing like you know even uh su supermarkets have narratives you know like you talk about disneyland and the layout of disneyland and there's a narrative connected mm -hmm. to the, the layout of that mm -hmm. and i'm just like i guess this is a thing now and i'm in the right profession because <laughs> everybody wants to tell stories and everybody needs new content <laughs> well, with stories and this has got the guns going yeah i've got i've got two wild and crazy <laughs> guns for storytelling i don't know what i don't know what's going on here but um so we yeah. wanted to just kind of jump throw off some idea or not ideas but like what are some specifically asian american novels that sort of um, more formative or we just really liked can, now can I just, or before. I just, I just want to mention two things that are really embarrassing about me suggesting this whole thing. Okay. Like me going, let's talk about stories. You know, like one, I can only think of Laura Yep. Great. And then two, I can only, oh, I like, Amy I can. Okay. Amy Tan, but I've only <laughs> like, I, the only book I've ever finished is the kitchen. God, kitchen God's wife. I think that's one of the one I read too. Where are the other ones other than joy Luck club? Kitchen God's wife. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bone Seeker's daughter. Bone Setter's daughter. Bone Setter's daughter. I think, Club. Yeah. I, I think I read the one that you read too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Talk about mouth sounds. That was like the Regis Philbin of mouth sounds. You're like, I don't it was like aggressive, means. in your face, Regis abrupt. Regis Philbin doesn't seem very aggressive. Have you ever seen him talk? He's like, good morning. Good morning, America. Oh, he wouldn't say that because that's not the name of his show. But you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> Whenever something is very abrupt and loud, I call it the oh, Regis Philbin. Mm, so makes sense. I burp sometimes. I, the Regis Philbin burps. <laughs> anyway, so now I have a Mike mustache. I just... So you were embarrassed because... You could. Oh yeah. So we we both read. We all read. Did you? Okay. We all read the Kitchen God's Wife, okay. which I thought I think is even better than Joy Luck Club. Yeah. Well, I didn't read Joy Luck Club, so I don't know. But I don't know. It just felt like more complete. Does that it made me cry. All yeah, of them I, should. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, and other ones you can't think of. Well, let's 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 bring. Uh, Joy Huang Stouffer's. Is this Stouffer's? Well, you didn't even well, let me say something. You just said, I can't think of anything. And then, oh, like, the conversation ended. Oh, no. It's okay. You should tell it then. Go for it. Tell it on well, the mountain. When I was younger, tell me. like in middle school or maybe elementary school, I read a book called China Boy. Anybody know that book? That sounds familiar. By Gus Lee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I What's it about, though? I don't even remember. It was about, um, like, so many. Asian American novels is about a young Asian American boy, a China boy, if you will, growing up in San Francisco Panhandle. Oh yeah, and um, I think it was on a reading list. He and I really loved it, and I read like a couple of the sequels, um, or maybe one of the sequels. And it's where I found my love for um, egg sandwiches, fried egg sandwiches mm. with uh, Tabasco. I found that mm. recipe. Well, it wasn't a recipe, but it's something he ate in the book. Why don't you make that for me? <laughs> What's up with that? Right I'm now. confronting you. Because yeah, you right? always cook all the time. What? And so I never have to cook. But you're the better cook. Because you always provide all the food. Oh, I it's in the genes. <laughs> I know. If I would be betraying my blood. I know. I feel like all my ancestors <laughs> would descend upon me in wrath if I didn't do that. Like, if you didn't see that, 
on the table on the day of a podcast, you'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm pointing at. I'll just a, share a, a story. Korean it was food. Vanessa's birthday a couple of days ago. And so oh, I came over to hang out. And then in my head, I was like, should I bring something? But I'm like, I know Vanessa. Yeah, yeah. It will be taken care of. I got here. She had three different kinds of dumplings. <gasps> <laughs> And then I was, and then like Crystal texted me, I like really separately from you, our other friend texted me and was like, Hey, do you think I should pick up any cake? And I'm like, I don't know. We just ate a lot. And then not two seconds later, Vanessa's like, Hey, got some cake. <laughs> Maybe that's how it went down. Maybe it's not. It's how it went down. Wait, I didn't so, get cake cake though. No, you, you had cake, cake left over from. Oh, it's, and it's really good. Yeah. It was really good. Oh, cake. you had to. We'll have to get some more. Yes, we should. Um, my review of chocolate espresso cake from Proof. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. How many stars? What? How many stars? Oh, man. How many, how many do five. I... Out of I five? five? Oof. I'd say four. Ooh. <laughs> An almost perfect cake. You know what's a five is a chocolate cake from the... Oh, what's it called? Juniors? Juniors, yeah. But it's no longer It's called juniors. the Derby. I know, but it's not there anymore. That's that year I had to order my own birthday cake. And they were like, what do you want written on it? I was like, happy birthday, April. (laughs) And then the guy was like, okay, uh uh-huh. And and so you're going to pick it up. What's your name? I was like, April. And he said, oh, happy birthday, April. (laughs) I'm glad he made the connection. He wasn't just like, I'm embarrassed for you. (laughs) He was just like, cool. You do that. You order your own cake. Oh man, now I'm sad. Well, that's the first, Gusley, okay, to take it back, Gusley is the first thing that comes to mind as like an earlier Asian American or Asian novelist I can think of other Lawrence, than yeah. Amy Tam. Yeah. Aren't you like Dragon Wings, right? It's about kites. Yeah, ribbons. Of course, Vanessa would love that <laughs> novel. Kite aficionado it started that she early. is. <laughs> I didn't make the connection. Does anyone remember Ricky Tiki Tembo? No yes. Rambo? Yes. Cool. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. It's not a real it's not a novel, it's a child's yeah, book. It's, a child's book. Good. <laughs> it's so good. good. It's well illustrated too. Well <laughs> It's all watercolory like this. What's it know. called? Ricky Tiki Tombo? Oh. Ricky Tiki Tembo. Tembo. Yeah, it was probably just that was the title, but his whole name was so long because he was his favorite son. Mm -hmm. But his like one day he falls down a well and then his brother tries to tell his grandpa that he fell down the well, but he has to say his full name, which is Ricky Tiki Tembo, No Sor Rembo, Cherry Perry Pip. Oh my gosh, you remember. No, and it's like, and then the boy's drowning. He's trying to say his name. And then they finally figured out what's wrong after he said the novel of the name. And they shortened his name. That Which was the moral of the story, apparently? Yeah, I guess so. Must have short names. I think it's about being favored sons or not favored sons, but... Or the Chinese seven Chinese brothers. Yes, yes. Wait, did we talk about this? No. Well, I talked about my my mother is Chinese. I don't even remember Chinese Japanese. Oh. <laughs> and my father is American. That's like a kids book. I oh read yes, yes, yes. When I was yes. in second grade, I should look it up and know there, whether. I think it's Japanese. how my how my parents learned to eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was the book about? I haven't read it since I was seven years old, but... Can we just make up something? <laughs> Basically, what, the, the mom yeah. was either Chinese or Japanese. I, I think she was Japanese. Yeah. I think she was Japanese, too. And then the father was American. And then 
it's told from the point of view of obviously the child, the child and yeah. and how they met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how like when they went out to dinner, they had to learn. How, the, yeah, yeah. The mom had to learn how to use a fork and knife, and she, then the yeah. dad had to learn how to use the chopsticks. I think she enlisted the help of like um, an uncle who had spent some time in, oh, yeah, in that's England, right. and so she learned how to put uh, like. Oh yeah, peas? the mashed potatoes yeah, mashed and then peas the and peas, peas on top. You pack it like on top <laughs> yeah. of a fork, like a spoon, yeah. very bizarrely. And so she's like all proud at dinner, like look at me. And he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's just like eating like yeah. a barbarian. <laughs> Probably, that's exactly how it went down. Well, let's. So now we can, yes, I, I give you permission, Vanessa, to bring in our wonderful guest. I'll never do that again. I'll never <laughs> cut you off again. I will also try not to hush cut you off joy no, it's good. but um we have joy huang stofers here with us who is the author of the novel wasion yeah um and tell us a little bit about yourself oh, okay so uh i'm 23 so one year older than the taylor swift song um so i, I no longer have a song it's wow that makes you really old i know I fall downhill um and <laughs> no and uh i grew up on the east coast so um Central New Jersey, East Brunswick, and they in New Jersey, you know, it's pretty much the state that you drive through to get to New York, <laughs> like pretty much just the turnpike, um, you know, and suburbia. So the suburbs. Fun okay. Times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you were driving around Acadia, which mm-hmm. which you did a little I bit, did, I did. did you really? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it like a sightseeing thing? It was. It was. It was just. It was. I'm sorry. We we did kind of just drive through to get to <laughs> to get to the other places. Yeah. But it was You're a like, good. I'm drive. doing this to someone else's town. <laughs> Take that, Acadia. <laughs> was it like? Did it look kind of like? Not at all. It was like it was like suburban, but not like it had it had a more more urban feel at the same time. Interesting. Um, in comparison to New Jersey, like with with uh, Central Jersey, you pretty much need to have a car. You you can't oh. walk anywhere pretty much. So. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I mean, driving around my cousin's place, Maryland, mm-hmm. like it's like a two or three miles out to the next exactly like yeah. uh, gas station. Or maybe five miles. I don't know. It's something ridiculous where you're like, I mean, you can't just walk to mm-hmm. the liquor store and like grab, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You I, can't I get hot Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flaming hot Cheetos and Takis. Um, Takis. <laughs> con limon. Con limon. Chile con limon. Um, yes, we're, we're, we're all kinds of ethnic up in this place. Um, but, uh, okay, okay. So um, tell, tell us a little bit about well your background so right right so i mean you know to obviously it's a huge influence yeah no definitely your novel so um my mom is taiwanese uh she emigrated to the united states when she was 27 um and she'd worked like seven jobs so not a not a dime not a penny uh not a scrap of paper from her parents (laughs) she just did it all on her own um she's one of six siblings and my dad is actually one of six siblings as well. Oh, how funny. So, yeah, that matched. Um, Where are they in the birth order? Uh, my mom's a middle child, and my dad is actually a middle child, too. Wow. So, yeah. middle, middle children unite. Middle children, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, Vanessa yeah. brings it back to herself again. <laughs> okay, go on. So, so, uh, um, how did your parents meet? Like, right, like right, just yeah. like the book. Did yes, they did yes. they teach each other utensils? Uh, no, no. Um, so my dad actually knew how to use chopsticks because he was an East Asian studies major at Seen Hall. So we met at Seen Hall because my mom uh, came over for university, um, and they actually met in an economics class. Uh, my dad had been wearing a I Love Hong Kong t-shirt and had, you know, the picture was wild. It was very chaotic. It had, you know, like basically bustling street of Hong Kong. People were flying all over the place as which carts is, were going by. Which, which know, is how Hong accurate, Kong actually yeah, looks. Yeah, yes. Accurate, accurate. And um, my mom walked up to him. She marched up to him, really. A uh, diminutive Chinese woman. But she marches up to him and she says, why isn't it I Love Taiwan? And I was like, what do you mean? I, I went to Hong Kong. That's why I heard I got this shirt. <laughs> she, she, was, she just like put it all on the table. She's yeah. like, look. Look, son. This, this shirt needs to say Taiwan on it, number one. <laughs> number two, then what happened? Then, then uh, I, I think they, they kind of became friends. Um, but my mom was actually dating someone else at the time. And my dad had been through a breakup like a few months before that or something like that. So they, he wasn't really looking and she wasn't really looking either, but they stayed friends. Um, and, uh, then my mom was like, Oh, maybe I'm interested in you. But she was, uh, like almost engaged to a Jewish man actually. Um, and, uh, she thought she would get married to him, but he, he, he made her do weird things like, um, walk behind, him in hmm. Chinatown, uh, but only in Chinatown. Like he wouldn't hold her hand, and he wouldn't, um, like you know, walk next to her. We're allowed to hate this guy, yes, right? Yes, you're allowed to hate this guy. It's, fine. it's totally fine. Good. Yeah. And beyond that, he he would um, tell her what gifts to buy him exactly, like where to get them, etc. Um, you know, my briefcase must be like this brand and from this place, and um, and and then he would also tell her what to wear. And what, how she should do her makeup and wear her hair. So she was like, mm, if I can jump ship, I'm gonna. <laughs> so my yeah. dad is, you know, a Germanic Irish gentleman. So she was like, okay, we'll go for this guy instead. <laughs> it, it seemed to work out yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> and I totally met them and they're super cute. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. They were super nice. Aww. Yeah. What are they doing? Or it's just hang- oh, they're at Mitsuo yeah, right now. Exactly. So, so tell us about what it was like growing up in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I have an older brother, by the way. I should mention that. That changes things. Uh, I think if you have like a sibling to um, feel the, you know, interracial, yeah, interethnic pain, it's 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 easier on H- you. How much older is um, he? He's four and a half years older than oh, me. Okay, just yeah, like yeah. my sister. Yeah, four and a half yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's you know, far enough, but close enough at the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, plenty of plenty of the hair pulling. You know. You know, he practices WWE moves on me when, when we, I was younger. Did he do we that people's elbow? That's real love. Yeah. Wait, wait. Do, that was not around. Wait, was it? Was the rock around then? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Stone Cold Austin. Yes. yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. The other popular one. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I not guess. as good as this rock. Yeah, the rock. I just that saw eyebrow. San Andreas last night. Oh, because oh. Crystal will convince yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's, ready. It's good. I'm ready. I mean, you know. 
<laughs> I love a good disaster movie. Yeah. So it's hard to disappoint me when it comes to disaster well, movies. Well, The Rock saves everybody, right? So it's like, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> By the end of the movie, he's just carrying like 20 people on his back. <laughs> With a smile on his face. This is, is what's happening in real life. So it was actually a documentary, I think. Yeah. <laughs> So, so growing up, yeah, your your brother took um, the the brunt. Yes, the be, the beginnings of the. the beginnings you said of it, interracial yeah. pain. Is that yes. what the phrase you used? <laughs> that's like a very yeah interethnic. That was that's like a really intense phrase. Tell me about it. Um. Yeah. Cause, I mean, we when my brother was um actually when my brother was still uh, in the womb, um, my parents were interviewed for a book on interracial children uh, like specifically Hapa children so you know half or like mixed Asian and you know whatever else and um, the woman had no children to interview because there were none born yet so my yeah she just interviewed my parents and my mom was just like large um, you know with my brother and uh, they she she was asking questions like oh so what do you think life will be like with you know your son Mm. um so when my brother was born, he he was like, you know, one of the first of his kind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> An alien breed. Yes. yes. Uh, and and then I came along and when I by the time I came along, he had like no contemporaries who were, you know, Amerasian uh, while he was in school. But when I came along, I was one of like five in my school district. Five so, Hapa kids? Or yeah. Five Asian like kids? five Hapa kids. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there are more Asians and there are definitely more... Um, there were East Asians and more South Asians, uh-huh. for sure, um, and, and a huge Jewish community as well. Because mm. yeah, we got off for every Jewish holiday. Oh, so, nice, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yeah, we went to Chinese school for a little bit when I was younger, um, and that was when I think I realized that we were different, and not everyone else was like in an interracial um, marriage and didn't have that kind of. Uh, I mean, obviously, I wasn't married at that point. I met my parents, like, you know, really young to be married. But, um... No, I'm sure it was fine. Just Chinese Chinese school of child brides. Yes, yes. That's so wrong, but I'm laughing. I don't know why. Because it was true at one point. Oh, dear. Um, Single tear again. Yeah, single tear. And, um... So, uh, my dad, actually, because he he spoke um, Mandarin, and he still does... Um, and my mom was like busy, you know, being super mom. Uh, he would come during the weekends, you know, when we had Chinese school and help my brother and, but mainly me, um, through, you know, that day of Chinese school and he would be translating, you know, so here's this white guy. My dad is super, super pale, like as, as white as they come, right? Uh, is that he had true, wear, Vanessa? He had, wear, he had to wear a t-shirt in the pool. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> before sunscreen, before the invention of sunscreen, he had to wear a t-shirt in the pool. Um, so yeah, we're talking real. And um, so so he would he would translate for me and, and do all those sorts of things. And the, the kids around us were like, what's going on? What, mm. what is this? Um, and so, cause at, at that point I, I kind of, I could pass as Asian when I was younger. Um, I feel like 
from what I can tell, anyway, with my experience and the the hop of friends I've had, you tend to look more Asian when you're younger, and mm. then as you get older, you look more blended, um, or you know, you, you can sometimes entirely pass. So it really depends. Um, but my hair was straight actually when I was younger, and oh. then as I got older, my dad's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Curly hair is fun. Yeah. Says the straight-haired girl. <laughs> Actually, for an Asian, you've got really curly hair. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No problem. I'm, I'm embracing it. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, did you do I'm that? Natural. Yes, yes. I'm like, no, I just don't comb my hair. <laughs> anyway, it's back to It's just a beginning of dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are Asian dreads acceptable? That's like, Have should we, be our next yeah. podcast. Why not? That's a really good one, yeah. I don't, I've I don't never know. seen actually well, an not... Asian with dreads. Uh, is that a, a West Coast thing? Anne's head dreads. Yeah. yeah. I, I followed that journey on You're Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Documented well. Um, so, so, so that does sound like very different even from my experience mm. growing up. I mean, I, we didn't speak Chinese at home or yeah. ever. It was like, it was, Chinese was kind of like a secret language or a food language. It still <laughs> yeah. is to this day. Well, I, I have a question. Did your parents like talk to you and your brother and like, about the fact that you know, we were different. We're, yeah. um, I feel like not when we were really young. Uh-huh. Um, and, and when it was addressed, when we were older, it wasn't, it wasn't really overtly addressed. It was more like, hey, look, there's another, like we would say Inoko actually, which is the Japanese term. Uh-huh. Um, but that was Wait, because say it again? Inoko. So Inoko. it's A-I-N-O-K-O. Oh. Um, and the reason why my mom was raised with that term is because uh oh, taiwan yeah so japan colonized taiwan at one point and uh so now they wouldn't use it uh they would use the mandarin um which i'm not going to butcher now uh <laughs> don't worry i wouldn't i wouldn't even know <laughs> uh, um i think it's a huin uh shu er something mm. like that um that means like mixed blood child, which is gorgeous in English as yes. well. Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain romance to that. <laughs> English isn't um, it great? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, we would. My parents would say, "Oh, look, like another Inoko family. Look, mm. we're, not, we're not the only ones." Like that sort of thing. Because mm. um, yeah, but when you know, we were, when we were uh, on the West Coast, uh, you know, visiting or something like that. They were all over, like comparatively. Uh-huh. So it's definitely a different experience to be raised Hapa um, on the East Coast uh, as opposed to the West Coast. Sure. So I was thinking that, um, so my sister, I have two sisters. One of them is married and her husband is white and they have a little baby. Yeah. Cute. So I, cute. I will show you pictures later. Yes. And then my other sister is dating a, a a white man. Mm-hmm. I am dating a white man. Yes, yes. And a so white. we'll all have... Yeah, no, just <laughs> regular white. So if no. we all white. have kids, yeah. they'll all kind they'll of all be, look mm-hmm. similar. Yeah, yeah. But that's not... But it's like, I always think they'll think that that's the way it's supposed to be because mm-hmm. we're sisters and there are kids. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. that it just happens that that's... That's how it played out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I always think that's interesting. No, before you know any better, I think you think everyone else is like... Your right. nuclear family. Yeah. Mm. And so when you finally realize, you're like, oh. <laughs> so when did you, I mean, besides Chinese school, was yeah. there any other like moment where you like something clicked so for you? We, we didn't stay in Chinese school for very long, simply because, you know, too many activities, too many things to do. And then I think as well, my brother and I were kind of resistant, you know, oh, rebellious yeah. American children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Not the obedience. No. The son and daughter. And, um, 
So my mom's like, I'm not going to push it. You know, we'll, we'll just, you know, let them be raised white. Is what, <laughs> what she said she decided. Let them be raised I bet that white. sounds even better in Chinese. Did she stand out and look into the city? <laughs> let them be raised white. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like that moment in Joy Luck Club where she's like, I am like a tiger yeah. in the woods. <laughs> like, yeah. like the lighting is like really dramatic. Wait, what is that? What scene is that? Oh, uh, um, yes. We have to stop Joya's story to talk (laughs) to find the exact scene. Sorry, Uh, she's. It's the one where I think um, her her child dies or something like that. Uh, Oh yes, yes. Played by the Vietnamese French woman who is Hoppa. Yeah, she's totally Hoppa because you can tell. Anyway, you could tell she wasn't passing. But but her the the daughter walks up and she's like, "Ma, ma," and she's like, (laughs) "You must leave this house." Oh, it's the it's the one where. She's married to that breaks. Chinese, yeah, the Chinese yeah. guy who like makes her pay, pay. for everything. Oh, the cat yeah, everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah. always split. I am a tiger yeah, yeah. in the woods. <laughs> I don't think that's the actual line. It's all about <laughs> tigers. <laughs> and but like, it's supposed to look like she's in the forest. The way oh, that it's oh, like. I see. Oh. Things you realize when you're older. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> your mom was dramatically talking about how you will be raised as swipe. But um, yeah. so yeah, yeah. What what did that like look like even? I I, I don't really think because growing up we would we would uh, have Chinese food all the time. Um, my my parents actually gave up on teaching us Mandarin, so it was just what we we picked up as kids basically. My brother, my dad for a while spoke um, spoke Mandarin to my brother. So um, and my dad had learned um, uh, Putonghua. So that's a you know the uniting diet dialect you know mandarin um because there's so many dialects right yeah but uh so he would speak in with like this pekingese accent so like oh. how hard uh, like, you know yeah, that kind very of like, mainland r, yeah yeah and so my brother for a little bit when he was when he was younger uh spoke with with the r's and my mother was like this is not to be <laughs> <laughs> her, her taiwanese self wait is she taiwanese taiwanese She's taiwanese taiwanese actually <gasps> her her um Basically, her ancestors came over to Taiwan in the 17th century. So oh, wow. she's, she's got some Aboriginal blood. She's like yeah. 8%. Actually, we did DNA tests, and I, I have more than they expected in me as well. So I'm oh. more uh, more Pacific Islander than they expected, which is like, you know, 5% out of... You yeah, know, yeah, of, yeah. But it's um, still, that's yeah, really cool. So, so, that's, so yeah, very multicultural. <laughs> <laughs> Across the Asians, people don't realize. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not just one Wrong, monolithic yeah, yeah. Asian <laughs> okay was it would you say would you characterize your childhood as pretty positive and um at home it was definitely pretty positive um it was only when i when i went outside and like interacted with strangers and um i would get it from both sides actually there would be plenty of uh negative reactions from asians and mm. from um white people actually black people never never bullied me or anything like that so when i was you know in kindergarten and first grade that was when uh i I started noticing that i was being you know treated differently but i didn't know why so Mm. i I had a chinese friend and you know she would um you know just like make snide little comments on like to me i i obviously can't remember them it's so long ago um and uh and you know white girls would like pull my hair and that sort of thing and just like uh and like I, I, I can't obviously say for sure it was uh, based on you know m- my multi my m- you know biracial identity or anything like that or 
appearance mm -hmm. um but they weren't picking on the other kids so mm. uh it was it seemed pretty targeted um i think that girls can be especially harsh to mm -hmm. each other so my brother didn't experience uh the same kind of bullying you know the guys that just like punch each other or whatever like right. tackle each other and it's over but for girls it's like insidious <laughs> slow <laughs> yeah you just like for guys it's easy to figure out a way yes, in and then exactly. for girls it's like nope rules nope. changed yeah. every week <laughs> every week we wear pink yeah um yeah, yeah. <laughs> did Throughout this time, did your um, ideas about yourself change too? I think um, when when I was younger, I think I, I pretty much just thought of myself as just Asian. But like I would always want like you know a bit of that self loathing once I got to understand that you know it wasn't it wasn't you know as sexy or whatever to mm. to be you know Asian, um, according to other people. Uh, and so I was like trying. I wanted to be more like more white. I want to look more white, etc. In like the fourth grade, right? So I wasn't like doing anything dramatically, but I was just, I was just like thinking to myself, oh, like I, I know, I wish that, like I had darker brows. I wish that my hair like looked, uh, you know, blonde or something, which would be terrible. I would look terrible with blonde hair. Um, <laughs> but you haven't tried yet. So. No, I've. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, so um, and then I think it really, it really hit me when I was in the fifth grade, and uh, it was like St. Patrick's Day, and. Um, so I'm Irish and, and German, but like if you want to go into like the DNA details, like I've got a mix of like European stuff. Um, but you know, gene when you follow the genealogy of my dad's side, they they came from Ireland and Germany, and I've read highlights um, that are you know natural that I didn't do myself. It's hard to kind of like you know put red highlights into each individual strand. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you said I've read highlights. Oh. And I, was like, I did read highlights when I've I was little, actually. The, I was like, the, that's the random. Yeah. <laughs> I loved highlights. Great, you had yeah. red highlights. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, so it was St. Patrick's Day and, uh, you know, I'd worn green and I was like, yeah, like um, I'm Irish. I was saying that aloud to like one of my friends and this other girl heard me um, and this is neither here nor there, but she was Russian, so, you know, mm. clear, Caucasian. And uh, she said, no, you're not. And I was like, uh, uh, I am, actually. And she's like, well, then I'm Chinese. And I thought, like, well, maybe, maybe so, right? <laughs> like, my life is like this. Why can't your life be? And then she looked at me, and she said, I was not being serious. And I'm like, okay. The enunciation made it even meaner. <laughs> so I was like, okay, no. Um, wow. so that was, that was when I was like, well, okay. So we've got, we've got a problem here and people just don't, um, accept, you know, being multiple things. They don't like to accept complexity. Um, and, and then as I, I got older, I was like, actually, it's cool to, to say that, um, you know, I, I eat Chinese and, uh, Italian food actually because New Jersey has a lot of Italians so oh, yeah. basically I, I, was, I was kind of raised Italian in some ways too not Garden State Guido State yeah right? yeah, okay. yeah Guido State and um <laughs> my you know, my dad's uh, best friend his name his last name is um no his first name is Ottavio so like <laughs> yeah Italy right like, <laughs> fresh um immigrants basically um and and so very multicultural uh growing up and I did appreciate that experience. Um, and as I got older, I realized that not everyone shared that kind of appreciation, but I wanted other people to. So um, I would try to be like, yes, like we should all, you know, share each other's cultures. And 
but not everyone's on board. So, um, yeah. Boo. I know. Boo. Well, I mean, I mean, was it, and you see when you got older, you, mm. you realized that it was kind of like a really cool thing. Yeah. When you say older, was that like college older or was that like high school older? And I, then, yeah. and then did you still experience, um, that kind of criticism from both mm. sides? So I think more along the lines of high school, um, and, and definitely college. Um, and I'm not sure if the fact that I, I kind of became more and more blended looking as I got older, if that had anything to do with it, it's quite possible, you know, like, you know, subconsciously, uh, although like uh, some psychologists say that there's no such thing as the subconscious, just the unconscious, whatever, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, but I, I think, um, my contemporaries, uh, cause I started hanging around, um, you know, I, I would hang around with like everyone, like Indian people, Asian, you know, East Asian people, white people, black people, it didn't matter. And generally people who, whom I was friends with would, um, would say like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. cool that you had that kind of background. Um, and, and so that definitely helped. And, and I feel like when we had more interactions with strangers, they would do like a quick assessment, um, and they might not start with the, the, the hated question, like, what are you? I yeah. got that a lot when I was younger. Um, and just like invasive, like not even asking my name, like talking to my parents or whatever, like, what is she? Like, what are you? Like, yeah. that sort of, um, like where you're from, that sort of, you know, um, line of questioning. And, um, but, but yeah, then, then people would say, oh, you look like your father, um, which my mom thought was a compliment. And I thought it was a compliment too at the time, but as I got older, I, I kind of realized like that was a slight to her as well. Like if you, mm. if, cause if I don't look anything like my mother, if I can't like, you know, if I can't walk down the street and people are like, oh, you know, you know, cause I've had it, I have instances where people were like, so what is she in relationship to you? Like, um, that sort of thing. Trying to like yeah, mentally, mentally like put this family put, together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and so while it's nice to hear in, in Mandarin sometimes, because it just sounds nice, like ta shang, ta da ba ba, right? Um, which is, you know, she looks like her dad, or mm. um, at the same time, it, it's a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. My mom never had a problem with it, which is kudos to her, right? Because, you know, there are some mothers I'm sure who'd be like, you must look like me. <laughs> uh, stop denying me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fix your face or something. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> yeah. I mean, it could go either way on that thing. Yeah, kind of yeah. Stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it, I think, I think now because, uh, especially after having researched this sort of thing and, um, you know, I tried to be like an active admiration, um, I, I'm more comfortable in being in between. Um, I can talk about it better, I think. And I think that kind of power is, uh, what helps make people more comfortable sometimes, mm. so long as they're open, of course. Mm. Um. Yeah. Do you think your parents actively negotiate these kinds of things or it just is? And like, was there more a value put on being white or Asian, like one or the other? Um, I think my mom, no matter what, even though, you know, she says that we were raised white, white, um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she always 
wanted to make sure that we knew where she came from. We knew her struggle. Mm. Um, you know, the immigrant story. Like, whenever we had, like, little projects to do for school, she'd be like, and can you do something on Taiwan? <laughs> and can you do something on my immigration story? Draw a plane, you know, do something. <laughs> Acknowledge that, yeah. Yes. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, as a, as a kid, you know, you don't care. Like, none of this is like, Mom, I don't want to. It's embarrassing. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be singled out as different. And, and, but as I got older, I would say, yes, actually, I didn't appreciate what you went through in order to have me, in order to uh, be together uh, with your husband. Um, you know, I, I think that they, with uh, the previous family uh, that she almost, you know, got involved with when she was almost engaged to the Jewish guy, they loved her, actually. There was never any tension um, they're, they they just were like, oh, she's like a, a you know, mm, you know, kind of weird that they would say this and slightly stereotypical China doll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I have no words. I'm yeah, out of words. Yeah. But go on. Uh, but they, they loved her for her spirit. And, you know, she's not stereotypically Asian and like, you know, very diminutive. I mean, she is diminutive. Very, um quiet and non-demonstrative she's more like an italian asian actually <laughs> if that exists she's very she's very vivacious i feel like taiwanese might be more expressive yeah yeah i think i think i'm looking at you i don't know you why you're, me, no. <laughs> you're looking at i just me. Was, I wasn't sure to look i just haven't looked at you in a while i like that she's appreciating her face taiwanese expert <laughs> yes vanessa <laughs> correct i hope we yeah, get some yeah. angry taiwanese right, like, right on in. the thread uh, yeah you're like more vivacious um Actually, my mom came from a family, so my she t- she took more after um, my agong, which is a uh, Taiwanese for grandpa. Mm. Um, in that he he's much more energetic, etc., outgoing. And my my ama, uh, my grandma, she is is much more Japanese in that kind of classical, like quiet beauty, like seen, not heard. Um, but like functioning with everything, like doing 10 million things at once, running the mm. business and keeping you know, track of the children and all of this. Mm. Um, and she, definitely quiet and stoic. So it's interesting because my mom will say like, you're being so cold right now. I'm like, I'm just not very emotional. Like, you know, I've got the stoicism from the German side. And then I've got the stoicism from uh, my mom. <laughs> you like, are a brick yeah. wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't get through to you. Um, so that was always uh, interesting, dealing with those kinds of personality traits in addition to the layer of culture and tradition. Yeah. If you like what you've heard so far in this podcast, check out episode 206 called Fitting In. Here's a quick excerpt. I had my head in the clouds. I, I was in the pop culture. I was, you know, I was a good student. Don't get me wrong, but but I, I wanted something else other than to be the smart kid. This might be actually slightly moving in a different direction, mm. but I'm thinking like emotionally, like you mentioned, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the stoicism on both mm-hmm. sides where your mom was very vocal and your dad, you know, studied yeah. um, Chinese culture. Right. Yeah. Um, what about like emotions? Mm-hmm. Like, is that something that you talked about because your mom is very outspoken about yeah. her, her story and her yeah, past. Yeah. So what about like feelings? Like, you know, Joy comes home sad from yeah, school yeah. one day, you know, like how is that dealt with? So, so that's interesting because whenever I encountered bullying or any sorts of things like that, I never spoke about it. Um. And my parents would have definitely been open to hearing 
my, my troubles, but I just, I just never did. Uh-huh. So I guess I just internalized like, this is what I must do. Like, just to <laughs> but you, you didn't learn that from anybody, that internalization? Um, I, I think I, I, I take more after my dad in personality. Um, and he's definitely type, type B, you know, laid back, very go with the flow. And, you know, I don't want to make a fuss. I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to, um, be a burden, you know? And so it, it was just, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Just brush it off, brush it off, brush it off. Uh-huh. You know? Um, and, and so that, I think I did kind of like take those cues from my dad. Um, cause when my mom gets upset, like you, you know, <laughs> um, and she, she will not be afraid to speak her mind. Um, and so when, like, when I would encounter that, I was like, okay, so then I must be the, you know, ying to that yang or whatever. Uh-huh. So, um, I think yin is a dark earth mm. woman. Yin. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yang is, you know, the sun, <coughs> male. And I thought heaven. yin was light. Is it the opposite? I don't no, know. No, I think mm. yin is the darker side the dark and then it was earth and the female. Dark side. And oh. then yang was heaven and, and more male identified, which I always thought was weird because it's reversed it's, in yeah. American culture. Actually, that was um exactly we, we go all over the place <laughs> no that was exactly the question i was gonna ask because you so something clicked because like mm-hmm. i'm just wondering even like if there was like um explicit like i loves you i love oh, I, 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 I love you i love you or i'm proud of you those kinds of things yeah where, yeah yeah oh yeah so you know i, I i'm that's where i'm like yeah huh you know, like that um, emotion expressiveness. And obviously it's mm. different for all right, Asian right, right. or Amer- Asian families. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I think, um, you know, my dad would say it when he would tuck me in when I was little. Um, and and sometimes hugging happened. Uh, my mom didn't really do any hugging when I was little. But interestingly, or like not so much, like sometimes she would say like, well, I need, which oh. is, you know, I love you in Mandarin. So mm-hmm. it was not really often stated in uh, English. Right. Um, and like, there's also a sign for like, I love you mm-hmm. as well. So she would, she would do that. It's a um, sign. This, you know, kind of like, oh, really? language. yeah, yeah. In sign language. Oh. Um, I'm not sure why my mom knows that particular sign. I love you in sign language, but she did. So she'd always <laughs> use that. And, um, we have to find other ways to <laughs> express ourselves. <laughs> can't it's just say too it. explicit. Yeah. Can't be straightforward. It's um, too much. But she would show her love step, de- show her loves, mm, show her love. <laughs> Sorry, in, I probably cursed yeah. you with that. Uh, in, in different ways and, you know, food preparation and, and all these, you know, Asian ways, right? I'm going to show my love as opposed to say it. But, uh, when I went away to university and, you know, uh, came back for, for holidays or whatever, she would definitely be more vocal and she would try to hug me. I was like, what's this? What's this? I'm not prepared. What, what's happening? And she, and she would say to me, what's wrong with you? You can't take a hug. And I was like, but this is so weird. They yeah. don't even realize that yeah, they yeah, never yeah. did that before. It was not intentional. It wow. just, it just happens. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, I want, yeah. It, yes, you can ask your ask your question. I totally now. have been holding on to it, <laughs> no, 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 like my bladder. Um, no, I, I I guess like in this kind of like um, this background discussion because I think I feel like almost. Um, well, let, let's ask. Let's talk about how the fact that you wrote mm-hmm. novel Waitian, and I'm wondering if you wrote that novel maybe for a younger you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because when I was younger, I was, I craved books like this. Mm. Um, 
and and there were none uh and and that was before i think i was aware of like the the more scholarly works or i definitely couldn't have approached amy tan at that age i would not have been able to understand it actually in the joy luck club she has um one hop-up protagonist mm-hmm. so uh, i would have definitely appreciated that i would have been like more on this one forget about everyone else <laughs> no, no, but, uh, <laughs> as a kid you know and then write like, fan oh, fiction yeah. about yeah. that yeah. one <laughs> just kidding like uh um, like the asian one in babysitter's club Oh, Claudia oh, Kichi? Yeah. <laughs> Claudia yes. Kichi. Yeah. I was like really focused in on she her. She was all yeah, of our favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the I was, only one. We were not the Janine. mom or the grandma who had the stroke and always yeah. said iron and not iron. Oh. Oh, are we we're going to a secret babysitter club place? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But t- tell me, tell me more about, yeah, like the process of writing it and when mm. you were... Was that something that was like at the forefront or do you think in pers- like in hindsight that it was something I think like I think because I'd always um, been interested in writing because my dad had um, written um, a book before for like a, a younger me um, actually and I had never read it because it was one of those like oh my dad does that sort of thing I don't want to I want to like do my own thing yeah mm-hmm. so I didn't read it until uh, I was like a senior in high school. And I was like, oh, that would have been great for me at the age of 13. Why did I have to be so stupid and be like, no, dad, I don't want to read it. <laughs> so, uh, and it was about like balancing the world and like, you know, her, her cousin from Taiwan visits at the same time, her white cousin from um, Montana visits. And so it's this whole like dealing with both worlds at one time on a family mm-hmm. vacation. And so that would have been useful for me. Um, but young and dumb, you know, and, um, then when I, I, uh, got into university, I went to Rutgers university, um, go are you? And, um, <laughs> so I, I took a class sophomore year that was Asian American literature and English. And I had a professor, um, Rick Lee, and he, he opened my eyes to a whole set of literature that I had kind of ignored or been like afraid to touch really. There was, um, Obasan by Joy Kogawa, um, which is a book actually about, uh, somewhat of world war ii and you know the bombs in nagasaki wow um and so that's when i was like wow i'm actually really interested in in asian history and the interaction between uh the east and the west and what happens um during periods of trouble for sure and uh that's when i also read native speaker by chang ray lee yeah for the first time and did did you ever read um tropic of orange no karen tay yamashita no, although that name sounds really familiar. She wrote Circle Case Cycles too, which I, when we were talking before, mm-hmm. you had said that you wanted to play with forms and yes, stuff, and she yes, was like yeah. the first person I thought oh, of. Oh my goodness! I think of Dicte as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, her her name slips my mind. She was a Korean author. We should start a list. Yeah, a list. Would so be good. that I can have a reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, reading list. No, no, seriously, it's good. And I had to, I had to actually compile a, a bibliography when I was doing yeah. this for, cause I started Wajian when I was writing my honors thesis for undergrad. Um, and then I focused more on like the crafting of the novel after I, I graduated, but, um, let's see, uh, you were uh, talking about Rick Lee and all the right, literature. Right, right, no. So he was, he was, he rolling the R's was another one. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, that's another one with colorful characters. And that really expanded uh, the the possibilities for uh, Asian American literature and, and characters and opportunities for, you know, Asian American hapa, whatever you want, uh, writers. So that was heartening to read. And 
also later I found uh, The Frontiers of Love by Diana C. Chang. And um, she had, had a cosmopolitan upbringing and she was mixed uh, as well. And uh, she wrote about um, World War II in, in Shanghai. And so mm-hmm. it was like the three Amerations, three Eurasians actually, in, in Shanghai during that uh, period. And, and so I would, I, would, I would read these passages and say, wow, I really identify with like the, the feeling, the, the torment, but also the joys of being um, mixed. And like, what is this thing to be mixed? What, is that, what does that mean for um, hapas in general, but also for me personally, and how can I connect with other people who, who don't have this experience? Like, what can I learn? And um, how can we kind of get closer to uh, a world in which we're not you know, judging based on appearance all the time, right? Because um, that's the biggest thing. It, it's it's whether or not you look, like, can you pass, you know? Mm. Bes- and then, like, then a level down is, like, what kind of attributes do you have that are stereotypically X, Y, Z? Mm. So, um, yeah, writing, writing and creating a, a world and uh, throwing my character into terrible things, you know, um, that were separate from myself because I did a lot of research to make sure that I wouldn't, um, have to face the autobiographical question so much. Mm, right. Um, so like definitely the feelings that I write about are all real. Um, and they come from me, of course. Uh, but, uh, like, so there's a piece of, of me in every character, even the bad ones and even the ones who are, um, troubled. Even the mother? Even the mother, even the mother. Mm. Uh, but that's, we'll get into psychopathy later. Um, so that's like, that's different. Yes. Yeah, different from Tiger Mother. I just want to point that out. Um, right, right. Yeah. Because uh, it, it just, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I no. noticed that. It just was like, I was like, okay, okay, Tiger Mother. And then it went into that dark place. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, ooh, <laughs> snap. But uh, yeah, so you were saying though that uh, you had a part of you in every character. Yeah, in every character for sure. Like, you know, we all have dark streaks. We all have. I don't. Yeah, yeah. This is pure light. Actually, I think it's the opposite. She's pure yang. There's nothing. Apparently. Oh, shit. (laughs) Who's all up in the learning now? Using the terminology. But, uh, um, and, and then, so, so you said that you, you crafted the book after, Mm. after you graduated. I I did, I did, I think three drafts when, um, because I started my sophomore year, like the summer of that sophomore year. And then I studied abroad in England and I came back and then I, I worked with my uh, thesis advisors. Um, and then I, I, you know, I, we put the project together and they, they didn't know what to do with some parts. And that was like POV stuff, like point of view stuff. Um, and then I graduated and I said, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to work with an editor or try to work with um, an agent. Mm. And so I sent out 171 uh, letters, no one's counting. Um, (laughs) and was rejected by every one but two. Um, and the first one was the one that I, I, I signed the contract with because the second one got back to me way too late. Um, but it worked out in the end because I signed with an indie publisher and instead of, you know, going through the route of the agents, uh, you can never approach like a big publisher, uh, without representation. And, uh, so I ended up going with a Seattle publisher and, they worked with me and they said, yes, it, the story is great. And like the heart in the story is great, but the problem is in the way of telling it. So we want to have more like insights on the mother. We want to have more insights on the mm. father. So more of the psychology behind mm. the characters, which I find the most interesting when it comes to writing sure. the inner minds. So, um, 
that's when I, I rewrote it uh, for the fifth time. And uh, now it's down to, to three points of view. And Ava is the, you know, the young adult protagonist going into a freshman year uh, at a university. And um, then her parents are the other protagonists. So it was interesting to experiment time and time again with that. And stressful, because at the same time, I was doing my master's program sure. um, in England for uh, the creative writing MFA. So I was juggling everything. Um, and if we want to talk about stress later and hair falling out, you know, that too. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Is that like a thing? I have a lot to say life. about hair falling yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just have a lot to say. Let's just, and we'll shelve it. Just every day I'm like, what is happening up yeah. there? Yeah. Well, yeah, let's yeah. talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about yeah. kind of... Uh, like one of the things when I started my doc mm. um, and I was talking to someone who was going, who had already gone through it, Christina Wong right. and yes. just her show. And, mm -hmm. and she was like, do you have support systems? Right. Was very like direct and like, look yeah. me in the eye. was like, do you have support systems? And I feel like even in writing a novel, the, mm -hmm. the epic task of writing yeah, a novel, yeah. you know, what was, what did you rely on to kind of like keep you anchored and mm -hmm. keep you motivated and things like that? Yeah. I actually, I, 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 uh, because I was in England at the time, I would text my brother via Viber a lot. And I would say, like, you know, I'm feeling like this is hopeless. I'm not going to get through, like, these edits. And, you know, this is too much. And um, and then he would always just try to put perspective. And it's great to have, like, an outside person. He, he's, he doesn't... Um, He's not really a reader because he's an aerospace engineer. Um, <laughs> not that you can't be an aerospace engineer and read, but he's just not one of those people. Um, and and so he would say, just relax, just take it, you know, day by day. Just don't try to because I, I I do I think have a, an overachieving kind of drive, mm. and so I want to do everything all at once now. Right. <laughs> and and then it's just you know do what you can and and wait for feedback and just adjust and assess and reassess it's fine you can be human right you can be human i think that's the biggest thing like you don't have to be perfect oh. and you can forgive yourself i know that's that's difficult and i think especially in the you know asian american community as well we set such high expectations even if they aren't put upon us but you know we look around we we are gauging ourselves we're, again we're comparing and comparing is is awful did you was that something that you had to struggle with yeah for sure i was like but like what am i if i sign with this indie publisher then i'm not going to sign with like simon and schuster and then i won't get like you know i don't care about the money honestly but i won't get like all the publicity and this that and the next thing and um you know maybe the editors will be awful which they weren't you know and it's all about learning right and this is my first book right it's it's okay to experiment and to try something right this is not i think i had to keep in mind that this is not the only book I could write, right? I can write. There, there are multiple books in you. There are multiple. Well, it's stories. your first, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There are multiple stories in us all. So, um, just accepting that eases the pressure. Some easier said than done, but you know, sure, it's a work in progress. Was any part of writing the novel like therapeutic in a way, like yeah. it just uh, exercising some mm -hmm. of the stuff? Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of angst out. Like that, I had kind of forgotten because i'd repressed it so much wow um you know i would bring i in in the novel i would talk about um fictionalized instances of where I, how i had encountered uh, prejudice or racism um you know racial epithets chink that sort of thing mm -hmm. um and how I'd, I'd even forgotten i'd blocked them out and then as i was writing i was like this seems 
slightly familiar. <laughs> Why? And then, like, you know, realizing, like, oh, wait, I had a slightly similar experience. So. Do you think sometimes with repressed memories, though, things I feel like get worse well, before think, they get better? Yeah. yeah. Probably not overuse repressed memory because that's a really, like, oh, specialized, okay. specific mm. thing that doesn't happen that often. That sure, sure, people sure. bring it up, use the term more often right, than it actually right. happens. But. What was the original question? The original question was like, sometimes when you remember that those incidents happened, mm. you know, they're dredged up. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, then it can be, it can get emotionally worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you actually have to go through the process of right. processing, yeah, right? You have to stew in it a little bit before you let it go. Was that was that kind of your process? Would you, like, take notes on, like, what you thought of scene, how, mm-hmm. how it would unfold, yeah. and, then you, and then you put it down? Or? And then I would, re- re- you know, revise, 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 yeah. So I started out with an outline of every chapter, and I would have scenes that I planned. Um, but then once you have a feel for each character and how they react, then, then you realize, oh, like, that's not the right reaction like Mm. you know this should be different um let me change this let me tweak this or like some things will just happen and it's kind of creepy because it's it's like oh fingers are just flying like this is just i'm just gonna go with i'm just gonna go with it um and so it's really all about the experimentation as you get into like the revising process um yeah i think people are always talking about like the art of writing the craft in writing and, and it's so it's so idiosyncratic um and you just need to take time and let it let it be. What's the most gratifying part of the entire process for you? I think when, when I finished my first draft, I could say yes, like I was able to, because my biggest fear was not being disciplined enough uh-huh. to go all the way until the end. Like, and then how would I end it? Wasn't, how would I end it was not even a problem. Like I wasn't even thinking that far. I was just like, get to a point in which <laughs> we can call it an end. Um, and, and so just knowing uh, that, and having faith, right, that you have the dedication and if you really want to do something, you have the discipline to follow through. Um, and so once I finished that first draft, I said, oh, good. And then I would turn around and say, OK, now I need to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, it's almost never ending and you can fix something again and again and again. But there is a point where you have to say, OK, this is as good as it's going to get. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's when you have, you know, other people weigh in. Are your parents, like, how, how involved are your parents? Yeah, just with, with everything? so I didn't, I, I was afraid of um, asking my parents for any kind of help, actually, because uh-huh. no, they would give it to me for sure, but I wanted it to be my own thing, uh-huh. um, and I, so I wanted to have all the agency, and so it wasn't until uh, I got the proofs, um, like the digital proofs from the publisher, that I said, okay, dad, could you uh, read this over and, and check for like any pinion problems? Cause I'd like done all the oh. research of, of, of those instances on my own. Uh-huh. And so like, you know, even though I thought my sources were credible, sometimes like things are outdated or just archaic or whatever. And so my parents, that was the first time um, my dad read it. My mom didn't really read it um, at that point. Cause she's just waiting for like the final thing. She's just like, <laughs> <laughs> And, and so, yeah, my, my dad was helpful on that part. Cause obviously my, my, my publishers are Caucasian. So they're like, well, we don't have to do this. So, uh, you, you <laughs> just on your check, own. check this, <laughs> sure. double check that part. Yeah. And I, I think I made the, actually the earlier drafts did not have had barely any opinion barely any Mandarin at all. 
it was pretty much just a straight English read. Uh And then as I kept revising, I was like, well, in order to do justice to this world, in order to do justice to the character's mindset, there needs to be a disorienting kind of sense. Because the character, I I wrote her in a way that she doesn't understand almost anything. Um, And so she is like the reader in that way. So the, the mother is, you know, translating at times or just leaving it as is. Um, so I think that's, that's more representative of her experience. And so I wanted to be true to that. Were you thankful for, um, the Chinese school that you had a little so bit? That, that helped not at all. I think what did help was, was as I started getting more and more interested in, um, being true to both sides of my family. I started listening to my mother, right? Which is like, instead of like just tuning her out, oh, she's going on her spiel again. Like, you know, I would, I would say, okay, so like, how do you say that? Like, and, um, and, and, you know, sometimes we would just, you know, talk in Mandarin about like stupid things just to, to use the muscle. And actually, um, recently she's been like, okay, you have to practice again in case anyone, you know, tries approaching you and, and speaking to you in, in Mandarin. So we'll go through like little, little sessions. And my, and my mom will be like, no, it's, like it's like and she would she would say it like um and you have to like put more emphasis on this more emphasis say it five more times and i would say it and she's like five more times just five more times <laughs> it's like driving a car <laughs> to drive yeah my dad's like you're 20 years too late <laughs> <laughs> you learn mandarin later dad <laughs> I know, yeah. well it's it's, it's interesting because i feel like uh, throughout your life you're learning different languages yes. and even yeah. even when you start like talking about asian american literature mm-hmm. and even talking about like your creative writing classes yeah. you're learning a, a new, new language set of, yeah, a new set of yeah. yeah words a new set of tools to to navigate the world with so you are code switching even if you don't speak you know another language you know you're code switching when you're dealing with publishing or when you're dealing with yeah. film you know um there's there's always a, a set of words, terminology, et cetera, that goes with a specific trade craft. Yeah. When we talk a little bit about uh, storytelling and therapy, um, I mean, so I've just started going to therapy Mm. and I've thought it was a really good process for me. Mm -hmm. And when I say I've just started, like, it's not like I've just started, like I've been going for months now, Mm -hmm. but like I'm finally able to start talking about it. And it's been like better than I thought it would be, but it got, it was hard at first and stuff like that. And I'm curious, like, I I wonder, you know, like for me and talking, like, I guess I don't really have problems talking. Like I was like, you know what? Like, wait, I think, I think I'm like one of those wind up toys Mm. where you just like wind it up and then you just set it and you just kind of let it go. go. Right. And, but like the whole time I had no idea what I was doing or what I was supposed to like, what the Mm, goals were. And like I had stated goals, but they weren't really, they weren't really like, specific you know mm-hmm. they're very general like i was yeah. like i want this to be part of a healthy i want to be part of a health health i want this to be a regimen that's part of being a right. healthier person yeah and i'm curious like for you like if you ever i don't know if you've ever gone to therapy or if you've ever thought about it mm. but do you think writing will always be a part of that process for you yes and- for sure i mean i've always wanted to go but it's been one of those things where like oh i don't need to do it right now like, i have no time for it right now like mm. I, i'd always just put other things and i would always just get uh, push to the side. So I think if I hadn't had writing at all, I would have gone mad. It would have been, you know, mm. cause like so much stress with school and, you know, life transitions and decisions. And so, um, 
I think therapy is good for anyone. You don't have to have major problems to to benefit from therapy. Because mm-hmm. um, like sometimes just talking to a specialized stranger is just mm-hmm. what you need. Because you can talk to your friends, sure. But there are certain things you can't say. There are certain things that, you know, your friends can't like they want to help you but they can't they can't help you they're not trained to help you in that kind of way right so um i think yeah when i when i try therapy in the future i definitely want to make writing a part of that um and i think i also want to like write like a short story or something or like include you know therapy within a novel or you know in future so uh it would be research but it should be for myself first Mm. so um that's a definitely a future goal of mine. Would your parents be like, would you ever tell your parents about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would tell my parents, like, I'm going to therapy. I probably wouldn't say, like, you know, what I was talking about right. in those <laughs> sessions because I might be complaining about them. As these much are the more. mom things. Yes. <laughs> and these are the dad things. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ish got real. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they would, they would be supportive as well. That's really cool. That. Okay. Well, um, wait, did, do we now want to talk about there, uh, Kiersey? Sure. Cause, cause you, you brought well, it up. It doesn't matter. Do you, do you like know what your type is? Cause if you don't, then we will just oh, skip it. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Uh, wait, wait, you, so you know, which means I have to guess yes. and then see if I can confirm. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> A game only Vanessa enjoys. Yeah. <laughs> um, my guess is, oh, putting her. It's actually hard. This one's a little difficult because I think, um, I've 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 found you to be. Um, I mean, you keep saying that you're more introverted, mm. so I have to believe it. Yeah, yeah. But you've you've held your own. Um, you seem pretty warm upon first meeting, but I think there's something reserved. So mm. it could be that. See, I'm just. It's see, like I should almost just, listening to like a fortune teller yeah, like yeah, clairvoyant I'm, just, I'm trying like, to like tv special out actually no i have no idea what's like someone what important is. in your life starting with a j um is it jimmy is it um i think i don't get the sense that you're an infj but um i should have been looking at her while i said that to see if she had tells um <laughs> but i don't i don't I can get you for an ISFJ. There's something kind of extroverted about you, though, that I just, like, I wonder. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to, like, gather all the information. Uh, there's It's a, it's definitely an IFJ. I don't know what the second letter is. It's probably N, um, just based on the fact that you're probably pretty self-aware of all these things growing up. You're nodding your head, yeah, which yeah. is a good sign. Um, but okay. So big reveal. Wait, are you an INFP and I don't know it? Um, that's the thing. I've, I've changed. I used to be one thing and then I, a couple letters switched. We'll, we'll spill it. Uh, Wait, a couple letters? I think, I think too. Yeah. Oh, but it was man. like, it was like one of those, like you were like 20% this. So it was like a very oh, minor switch, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just enough. to. So I used to be, um, INFJ mm-hmm. and then, um, I think now I am INFJ. FP or IN, yeah, INFP, I think that's wow. what it is. What's INFP? Perception at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What is it? That's the healer. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Can you tell us like my favorite thing to do? Yeah. Um, so 
She's like, she's like totally unwelcome. We should, we should unwelcome. wait for Joy's parents to come back and you should do it to both of them. No. <laughs> well, I think it's harder to. Oh my God. We should have your parents on the podcast. That would be so We haven't cute. had that before yet. We haven't had anybody's like parents. Yeah, you're right. I think. I, <laughs> what, are you trying to say we should do that now? That be, I don't know. What are you going to say? Oh, no, no, no. Um, I just mean to say hi. Yeah, yeah. Just because we talked cameo, about them cameo, so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cameo appearance, yeah. Just, just have them like do a little blurb at the end. Yeah. Just uh, sing a song, sing a word. duet. <laughs> Perhaps about I enjoy me. Being a girl. <laughs> Let's do flower drum but song. In, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. How about chop suey? Get out the dragon. <laughs> chop suey. Oh man, they've actually updated. You thought uh, you'd never use that, a dragon. Right? What? Oh no! I w- I'm gonna use the dragon all the time. <laughs> Actually, we did have like uh, I I wonder if we threw it away. I hope not. But we had one of those um, lions. The, oh, really? the lion when you do the lion dance during Chinese New Year, like this. We used to do that when I was little. That's what they meant. Oh, oh, oh that's I what you meant. It's a lion. It's oh, like a dragon to me. It's, okay. it's red, isn't it? Or it could be green. We had a green one when I was young. I had a red one. Are but it, it's 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 a lion. Okay. It's okay. You didn't. You're not Chinese. <laughs> Nobody's like you didn't know that. You know those like little candies that co- the pink candies that come in the red wrapper. Those are good. Oh, you get them around wait, wait. Chinese New Year. Are we talking about? Wait, what? Oh, the lucky candies. Yeah. Mm. I always buy them, and then like some people were like really like them, and then they like when I went to UCLA, like people like ate them by the handful, oh and then when I brought them to my office, everyone's like ew, and I was like, <laughs> you guys are just prejudiced. Yeah. yeah. I also have um. The half flakes, though. Ooh, really? Yeah, the half flakes, which we'll bring out. Oh, what are those? Um, they're like these weird. I think they're like made of hibiscus or something. Oh, no, hawthorn. Oh, hawthorn berries. That's right. That's why they're called half flakes. Everybody. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we finally looked that up, and I, I totally forgot. I don't know if it's berries or it's fruit. Just hawthorn fruit, hawthorn berries. I don't mm. know. Whatever. Can we just make something up about it? Yeah. They're made from dragon poop. <laughs> They're magical. Magical. We'll Magically delicious. <laughs> just like how I'm going to tell you what the healer does. No. <laughs> you like just like that nice back. segue. Nice segue. Um, well, the healer, um, very quickly, because I want to talk about what is up next for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But um, oh, we should get your dad to say something in yeah. Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should get both of them. Not that like, he's like a monkey that needs to perform no, for us or anything. No, this is what they do in China all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they have a routine. Do it, do it. Does your mom speak Hakka? No, she does not. She uh, she uh, speaks Taiwanese and Mandarin oh. uh, and a little bit of Japanese because okay. actually my my mom spoke Japanese. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, and that that history to me yeah, is oh, all so, over the place. <laughs> oh yeah, I talk to my South like South Korean friends about it all the time, and it's still like something that's very present for mm-hmm. them. But not gone away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's recent history. So, um, but before we do, yeah. um, so the healer, right? Uh, basically, they want to heal things. The end. Yeah. Okay, done. <laughs> no, I mean, it makes basically you have supernatural powers to heal people. Yeah. Well, no, they, they talk about the compassion of healers being yeah. almost supernatural. You're the like, human holy oh. grail. <laughs> yes. The very rare Put type. That on my resume. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> done. Like very passionate. Oh, recently Stephen Colbert was assessed as an INFP. Oh. So oh, nice. kudos. I disagreed with that assessment, but it's oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's certified, so what do I know? I'm just a Yahoo you on the side. You should get certified, Vanessa. It's like a thousand dollars. Oh wow! Just do it. I'd rather get a tattoo uh. <laughs> that says I'm an ENFP. Done. 
And then just like people be like, oh yeah, that makes you certified. I'm like, I know. You should get certified. <laughs> Everybody, let's start a fund. Get yeah, Vanessa right. certified. Kickstarter for, for Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like your goal is to harmonize your relationships, mm. and it, it okay, really disturbs sense. you when they're out of yeah. sorts and yeah you try to go through but i mean like so it's like it's very empowering but also kind of can be crippling oh yeah absolutely that amount of sensitivity so yeah but kudos well i wanted to say um f- welcome to the west coast oh, yeah yes, you yes. have been on this really long journey, journey. <laughs> from new jersey, new jersey. to here <laughs> So uh, congratulations thank and thank you for coming all the way down here from I your new it. home. Yeah. I hope that you have a lot of other cool things that you've done and that you're going to do on the way back. And and before before we like uh, 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 wrap everything up, mm-hmm. um, what what are you n- up to next, basically? So now uh, that you're on the West Coast. Yeah. yeah. Settling in Seattle for sure. Um, finding a job <laughs> while I'm crashing at my brother's place. Um, and then continuing on with uh my next book project okay um and then i have another one after that but i think i'm gonna stick with the one that i was planning on working on um and actually yeah uh, the protagonist is a documentarian so oh, might dear. be shooting you some questions Vanessa. that's totally cool <laughs> i'm all right with that i will welcome them and if you had any questions about kiersey i'm also welcome to those <laughs> but uh yeah i'm we're very excited for you um thank you any, any any other well wishes? Any recommendations for her on the West Coast that she has to see on I her way back know. up? What have They've, you seen? What have you done in California? Uh, we saw Yosemite and nice. Lake Tahoe. Nice. Um, Yosemite's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's kind of scary to drive through sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fine, fine. Your car is like on the top of uh, yeah, whatever that thing is All called. These Boulders and <laughs> glaciers. And El Capitan. I, oh, glaciers. Yes, yes, El Capitan. <laughs> oh, that was like a Oh, we saw, theater. yeah, the Redwoods, and then we saw, um, we went through Sequoia National Park. Oh, oh nice. So. Very cool. Okay, so you've seen everything, yeah. basically. You're done. <laughs> you're you're oh, nice. good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your parents have seen Mitsua. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm totally Cross afraid that, that I got them list. lost at this point. <laughs> That was a purposeful, like, hitting my head. I just feel so bad. Well, we are going to keep our eye on you. We yeah. hope that you will keep in touch with us. Yes, and, absolutely. And hopefully sure. someday you come yeah. back again. And yeah, we'll you're back in LA. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And and we'll talk about more. We'll yeah. we'll talk about all the things. And the book comes out November second. If people are interested That's in checking it out, really so soon. Soon, soon, yeah. Um, Butterflies? You feeling yeah, good? It's kind of not real until it's real. I think that's what. Okay. Um, What's the name of your publisher? Uh, Harkin Media. Harkin Media. Harkin they're Media. they're yeah, newish. Uh-huh. So um, so you can find it through their website, harkinmedia.com, or my own website, which is joyhuangstoffers.com. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter, joyhuangstoff, S T O F F. We're too old to tweet. Oh. Oh, but yeah. our listeners are probably more they in tune. Want you. They want you on. I don't know. 150 characters. <laughs> you would be great at uh, you being be great a, actually a tweeter, Vanessa. Yeah. I, d- I don't. I wouldn't be good. Brevity is not my friend. <laughs> I know. It'd be so fun. It'll just be like, <laughs> one of 20. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like... It would just, yeah, Follow it would, the trail. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Word breadcrumbs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> To Hansel and Gretel. Um, okay. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for having this me on. This has been super amounts of you fun. You guys are great.
thank you and continue on don't stop the podcast you're not allowed to (laughs) (laughs) she backs up from the computer (laughs) 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 Vanessa takes direction very well Why did you fix something that wasn't broke, Vanessa? Oh, no. Jeez.